Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Wednesday, June the 23rd, and myself and my playing partner, Andrew Hansen, are here to discuss the Travelers Championship, coming off an exciting week last week of the U.S. Open. Uh, how much did you enjoy that U.S. Open, Andrew? Wow, was that entertaining at one point? Crazy. Out of that top 10, eight of those guys were you know, top 20 in the world. I mean, just studs up and down the leaderboard. Great drama back and forth. L Louis Oosthuizen looked good there for a bit with that two-stroke lead. And then yeah. Rom to finish it off with those two birdie putts left to right. Major, major degree of difficulty to get that major. What a storyline. Yeah. What a performance by Rom. Incredible. And I'll tell you, those you'll see the highlights of 17-18 and those two putts and his reaction for... A long time. Those That was incredible. Yeah, it was. It was just awesome. And, you know, I'm excited about golf this week, not just for the Travelers, but this weekend I'm going to be going to the Corn Ferry Tour event up in Maine near where I grew up. So nice. I'll, I'll report back on that next week, Coach, but it's the Live and Work in Maine Open. And huh. for those who aren't as familiar with the Corn Ferry Tour, you've got a lot of good young players there, and a lot of the top players on the PGA Tour now Started there, uh, Bryce no DeChambeau, Justin Thomas, you can go on and on. So I'm looking forward to scouting out some of the youngsters that we'll be covering here in the years to come. No doubt. I mean, it's it's literally like AAA for baseball. I mean, it's it's the proving ground <clears throat> to get your PGA card a lot of times. So uh, I'm sure you'll see some great golf. Yep, can't wait. But we are going to build some winners here at the Travelers, which yes. is another familiar track. Um, yeah. A lot of a uh, lot of course history here, and we got a lot of players who like to come back and and shoot low scores. We're gonna have a lot low scoring than we did at the U.S. Open, Coach. Oh gosh, no doubt about it. I mean, it's first of all, it's a par seventy. I know that's a little tough, but it's only sixty-eight forty-one. So for Deschambeau, <laughs> that's like a par three course, <laughs> exactly. pitch and putt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if he'll use his, his driver that much. He could just go three wood wedge probably sometimes. Oh, yeah. Probably lots yeah. of three woods partial wedges. Exactly. Exactly. Knockdown sand wedge. But it's, uh, yeah, the, the great thing about this tournament is we have a nice rich history. We know who's done well here. There's certainly a pattern of guys that have been in the top five or top 10 multiple times. So we can go through those a little bit. But again, it's the Travelers Championship at the TPC River Highlands in Cromwell, Connecticut. And it's, uh, again, uh, a, a storied track that they've played uh, quite some time. And DJ is the defending champion. So he'll be back to uh, to take on all comers to try to knock him off his hill. So we'll see if he can defend. And like you said, the scoring's going to be better. Uh, the weather looks like it's going to be pretty good. Maybe a, a sprinkle of rain here or there, but nothing that's going to really cause a lot of trouble. Obviously, the temperatures are a lot cooler there than they what they've been playing in, you know, in some of the southern courses. And, you know, it's it's really a beautiful layout. I, I looked through uh, all the holes here, you know, when preparing last night and just wanted to get a, a feel for the course. And it's just very there's it's definitely tree lined on both sides. So, you know, it's it's important to keep it straight. But there's some big fairways. So it's you're going to have some some bombs going and you can cut some corners and I think it's a really nice track where they should be able to score well the 
the the uh, rough certainly will be nothing like like you mentioned like last week so that'll be easier um and there's only really three holes that water comes into play the rest of it's just you know hit it and go so i think we're going to see good scores and some some much better golf than some of the struggles we saw last week like I got to mention this because I couldn't believe it. I had DeChambeau, and he in those that last six hole stretch, seven hole stretch, he just he knocked me right out of the money. He Did unraveled. you see that run he went on? Oh man, I mean, kind of quirky, <laughs> and then he just sort of lost it and, and knew that it was over, and kept getting worse and worse. Yeah, which was surprising after yep. he stuffed that uh, shot on the par three. I mean, I thought he had all the momentum. He was in great shape, and uh, man, it can just change on a dime. That's golf for you, man. But to think, you know, I had the guy, I thought, okay, he's going to win this tournament on like 12 or 13. After that, we have a bogey, a double, and then a snowman, yep. a quad. <laughs> it, I'll tell you, it's uh, golf is not for the weak-minded. Now, let me ask you this. He's in this event. He's done fantastic here. He's got two top tens in the last four years. Is that going to carry over that disastrous finish? I think it's a great question. Uh, I'm really interested to see that this weekend because, um, you know, he just hasn't quite been clicking lately. You know, not not even top tens. Yeah. Um, more like maybe in the top twenty. And this whole thing with Brooks Kepka. I, I think, think it's, it's bothering. Him. I think it's bothering him much more than he's letting on. He's trying to well, play it off and downplay it. He's acting like it means nothing and it's yeah. a compliment and all this. But I really think it's 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 under his skin. I and, do too. and he feels you can tell he almost feels like he's out of place or different of the way he's playing the I mean like I don't know. It's just you can that aura about him isn't the same excitement even though when he went on that run uh, you know, he, he hit some good shots, but I just never, you know, it's, he just doesn't seem to be playing with that same, uh, bite that he had before. So I'm, I'm not, I'm concerned about it because who's to say he's not going to melt down again here. Yeah. I mean, he's got incredible physical gifts and talents and strengths. Um, and he does show it at times still, but not just the feud with Brooks, but some of his interviews where he's making excuses and even just his on-course demeanor when yeah. uh, things aren't going his way. He just doesn't quite seem to be on top of things. No. Um, so can he turn it around and overpower this course? Absolutely. But not my first choice to pay up this week. Me neither. And we'll go over the odds here from our partners at betus.com.pa. You know, he's a favorite. He and Dustin Johnson are both 14-1. to 1. I thought that was very surprising. Yeah, I mean, you think about who else is up there that might be better odds, and there is a decent group, but there obviously is. not as deep as the U.S. Open, but no. you got Cantley, who's had success here, Reed, sure. Kepka obviously can destroy any course. Yeah. So, um... Well, it's, a, it's a hell of a good field. I... You know, I, I know this tournament always draws well, but right after the U.S. Open, I thought they'd lose a few more guys. Now, they lost a couple guys like Spieth and JT and, and Berger, but not much. I mean, even after those guys that you mentioned, Finau, Answer, Scheffler, Neiman, I mean, Wolf, who, who had a, a run uh, last weekend. So it's going to be a great tournament, way better than I think a lot of people were expecting. 
Yeah, and let's let's go to Wolf here for a second because okay. he came back out of nowhere. He hadn't played in a couple of months yeah. and put up a bunch of birdies sure at did. the U.S. Open, which was not easy to do. And obviously, he mixed in a lot of bogeys, but he was right there in the mix. And he's obviously completely changed mentally, and he's he has this whole new approach where he's really harping on just trying to enjoy the moment and not be too hard on himself. And with that now under his belt, now that he's back in the mix, he's gone through that, he's done all the interviews, now he gets to go to a course where you have to pile up the birdies, and he can do that. And Definitely. so he's a little bit of an X factor for me. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in him on this course uh, because... It is so short, and it's just such a different mentality. I, I I listened to an interview with Harris English, who talked about how much he likes the U.S. Open and just grinding it out and making pars and not having to go five, six under every round. And mm-hmm. he's having to change the mindset to go to this course because he knows that's what it's going to be. But a guy sure. like Wolf, I mean, this is right up his alley. Yeah. I mean, guys that can that put a lot of birdies up and then can go low. I mean, there's no question. You know, there's there's a certain... Uh, sense for for what they can do on a course like this, as opposed to the the tough-minded grinders that can survive U.S. Opens and and uh, tough courses like that. But it just it it's interesting to me because it's just such an incredibly different course, you know, different style than they just played last week. It'll be uh, a lot of fun to see who can just adjust their game and and go low because it's going to take four rounds in the 60s, you know, mid-60s to win this thing. There's no doubt. Yeah, I mean, remember, this is where Jim Furyk shot his 58. We've seen some 60, some low 60 scores here. Yeah. Um, You've got that uh, 15th hole that's a par four. It's only 296. That's a fun one to watch. And so it's just a different different thing that we had last week, different animal entirely. But, um, yeah, so the course history here – I, I like looking at that with these guys who know what it takes to win here, that they have to go low. And it's it's another one of those tournaments we talk about every now and then that you've got guys who've played here 10 times. And um, so those guys get a bump for me this week. Me too. Did you notice too, there's, there's a consistency here of guys that play well here like every year almost. Yep. I mean... There, there's not just these hit and miss guys out of the blue. Right. It seems like the guys that crush this course do it every year, you know. And I'll give you the uh, the last six champions. The only one that's not playing is Spieth. He's off this week. But DJ, and then Ch- Ches Reevy, who we've played before, Bubba Watson twice. So there's a, there's a guy that stands out. And then Russell Knox stepped in and won it. So those guys, you know, literally have you know, sip from the cup of victory there. But then here are the guys, Andrew, I want to get your opinion on these and I'll, I'm just going to take them one by one. Cause those other guys, you know, Watson, uh, DJ, those guys are going to be very popular and, and rightfully so they've won it. But here are the guys that, that struck my eye. Our old time best buddy, Paul Casey. Oh yeah. With three top sevens in the last four years. How about that? He loves this course, and he's coming off three straight top tens worldwide, including at the U.S. Open last week. Yes. Uh, you save some money with him. So dare I say I'm ready to go out with Paul Casey again? He's going to be my top pick, too. <laughs> I mean, I I just you can't buck history of what he's done on that course and then recency yep. of what he's done re- lately. And, and we're not alone. He opened no. up. 
as the eighth choice at 25 to 1. He's been bet all the way down to third choice at 16 to 1 already. So we're not, you know, it's us and everybody else that are looking at Paul. But uh, he's he's definitely a guy you got to consider big time. Then we we talked about him. Let's bring him up again. Brayson, he's got two top tens here, um, and th- that's probably why he's co-favorite with Dustin. So you know, does his course history here outweigh the possible meltdown? You know, layover from last week. Sounds like you're describing a GPP option. If you, yeah, true. Um, if you go that route and want to pay down a couple other spots, there are some decent values here. So uh, he could he could make it on a GPP. Yeah, I think you're right, though. I mean, I, I don't have the courage to put him on, on my cash line, especially having him last week and watching that, not just because I'm burned by it, but, you know, I don't know how fast you can bounce back from that poor of a finish. I mean, he had to think to himself at like 12, 13, whatever hole that was, I got a shot to, I'm going to win this thing. I'm going to go back to back. And then you just wonder how that messes with your psyche. But I'm with you, GPP only for me. Here's a guy that we both played and is sneaky, probably low owned. He's he's, uh, 50 to one to win it. Two top eights recently, Keegan Bradley. Oh yeah. You're talking my language. New Englander uh, from Vermont. Right down the road here. Yeah, great course history. Yeah. He's had a good season. Um, so he's definitely in the mix for me as well. Yeah, I, th- I think he's a nice play too. I mean, you know, my lineup's starting to look a little chalky this week, maybe, but I mean, I think there's just some guys you can't deny their history here and the recency of how they're playing. But here's a group of guys. I'm going to give you four guys that have recent top tens in this tournament. And I think are all playing good golf right now and all could make my lineup. Wanted to see if you had one or two that you liked or if you wanted any of these faded. And that's Strillman, Neiman, Hoffman, and Reed. Strillman I like a lot. Um, okay. He's been churning out top 20s. Um, second here last year. He won it in 2014. Right. Perfect course for him. He's not a big hitter, um, but he's excellent tee to green. So solid. So uh, Streelman is my favorite in that group. Okay. Um, Neiman, Neiman? He's been, you know, love his game, but been a little inconsistent lately. Reed, I think, is a very solid choice, but do you have enough salary left for him? Yeah, uh, he's a little costly, no doubt. That's the question there. And then and Hoffman. And then uh, Hoffman, yeah. Yeah, another guy with good course history here. Finished second, 2013. Had a bit of a rough weekend at the U.S. Open, but a lot of these guys did, so he's not alone there. Right, um, right. And he's he's a kind of guy who can pile up the birdies and compete in a tournament where it's 16, 18, 20, 100, 100 to win. So, exactly. Um, you know, I wish he wasn't so expensive on DraftKings at 8,600. I mean, you often can get him in the $7,000 range. Right. So, again, with uh, Reed and Hoffman, it's just a matter of can you fit him in. Yeah. And, you know, that price is high for a guy that's 50 to one to win it. But you're right. I mean, a lot of the times, like the, the, the one tournament he lost this year at the very end to Westwood, you know, in tournaments where you can score, he really scores. I mean, he takes advantage of that. And he's got a nice putter. 
you know, he no- he knocks down uh, a lot of a lot of putts when he gets there in regulation, and that's how you score, obviously. So uh, he's he's dangerous. Well, let me give you the top ten favorites uh, to win this, and these are updated odds from our partner at BetUS.com.pa, and you can still sign up with us. Uh, we're gonna have uh, we we have an offer out there right now where if you sign up with betus.com.pa uh, and use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, no space, uh, and you sign up for a $149 package, uh, you'll receive two free months of DFS Coach Talk, completely free, and you still get to use your $149 on Coach Talk. So, uh, on BetUS. Or on BetUS, yeah. On your bets, yeah. There you go. So uh, do that for sure if, if you're interested in, in making some wagers. And uh, also, as long as I'm mentioning that, uh, you can jump in with us. This is uh, always a great day. I love Wednesdays for our three-day pass. It's $10. You'll get, you know, if you're watch- listening to this, you're in the golf, obviously, DFS golf. Then you get all of our lineups tonight for the tournament. And then on Friday, we do a weekend-only lineups as well uh, for FanDuel and DraftKings. So you can catch those with that three-day pass. So we'd love to have you. And if you're watching us right now on YouTube, please take a second to hit that thumbs up. Uh, hit that subscribe button. We're very close to an internal goal here on subs on YouTube, so we're excited about that. We'd really appreciate it. And hit that little alert button up in the corner so it lets you know when any of our podcasts post. Right now we've got seven-day-a-week NBA podcasts for every day that they play. And we have uh, this golf podcast that comes out every Wednesday and then as NBA winds down, we'll start cranking up the MLB uh, podcasts. And before you know it, Andrew, you're going to be burning the midnight oil with the NFL podcasts. Looking forward to it. It's not that far off. It's not. Fall is right around the corner. It is. All right. Here's our top 10 betus.com.pa favorites to win the Travelers Championship this weekend. Co-favorites. Bryson DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson at 14 to 1. Paul Casey all the way down to 16 to 1. Patrick Cantley 18. Brooks Kepka 20. Patrick Reed and Scotty Scheffler 25. Tony Finau and Abraham Answer 28. So that's the group. And right below that, a guy I think I'm putting money on. Joaquin Neiman's 40 to 1. You know, he can shoot a low number. He can. He really can. He's uh, one of my sneaky guys this week. I like him. Yep. Um, no doubt he could turn it on. And speaking yep. of winning, Coach, here's the other topic I want to address today with okay. you. I want to get your in, insight on it. It's a psychological dynamic. We we look at that a lot at DFS Coach Talk. We're not just about the numbers. We like the numbers, but we like the eye test. We like different things that are going on in terms of strategy and mentality. And so the the idea is these guys who were competing at the U.S. Open this week and had a taste of the lead, were right there and then fell off. Some of these mid-tier guys, will yeah. that give them confidence this week uh, where they have a little less pressure now and maybe they, they take the good play that they had before they faltered and they use it as a stepping stone? That's, that's kind of where I'm leaning, but I want to know what you think because there's a, there's a couple guys I'm looking at who fit this mold. Russell Henley... Mackenzie Hughes, Patrick Rogers, and they right. all had the lead or were tied for the lead on the weekend and were right there in the mix. And 
you know, they had some some scores that were a little bit higher, but I don't think they played awful. You know, just a couple bad breaks and one or two bad holes, and, you know, they fall out of that top mix. But Henley's 8,300 this week on DraftKings. Mackenzie Hughes is only 71. Rogers only 69. That's the guy that you play. Um, right. You have played here uh, recently anyway. So what do you think about that group of guys? You know, I I looked at that a bit myself, but I'm sort of split decision on that. Be- okay. And I'll tell you why. I I think that, yes, you're right. The psychological aspect of on the pretty much the toughest course they played this year, they were in the thick of it. They made a run. They were on the first page. That has to give you a boost of confidence going into an event on a much easier course against lesser competition. I mean, there's good competition, but not the U.S. Open kind of field. So that I agree with you 100%. The only thing that I think outweighs it a little bit is it's just such a 180 in course style. Like it's 100% different type of, of, you know, it's so much shorter. The the whole configurations are so different. The greens are going to hold completely different. So it's it's almost like, you know, just playing an opposite style course. So you wonder if, you know, Yes, the confidence may transcend to this week, but as far as the style of game, I don't know if that's going to transcend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, it's it's not something that necessarily goes hand in hand. Um, decent. If it was cor- the same type of course, I'd say yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I mean, they have managed to play pretty well here. Henley had a tied for sixth three yeah. years ago. Hughes was third last year, and in 17, he had a top 20. So, you know, enough uh, of a, well, it's a small sample, but enough success here where hopefully they can combine those two uh, mentally. That That's what I'm kind of um, right. looking at for uh, some exposure to that group is, you know, some success here, plus their strong week last week, and just, you know, trying to just discard that, those you know those few holes that didn't turn out right i i think you're on to that and you know the the key factor is we don't need all those guys you mentioned to win the thing or even being in the top 10 if we can get our six guys through the cut yeah then we're dancing for joy as it is because that you know we always talk about it every week but you know when i'm down to my last guy or two that i'm putting in there i'm not thinking truthfully who's going to win this tournament i'm thinking who's going to get through to the the cut because that that is the decisive factor and you know from what you just said on those three guys you mentioned i think that certainly gives them a leg up on making the cut you know whether they fall back a little bit on sunday or not you know we can accept that let's we just got to get six guys through i mean last week i had five guys but i'll tell you when you're fighting five against six you're you're up against it so uh you really do need to try to get those guys through and i think those guys that you mentioned uh, are in play. I do have a few guys I wanted to ask you about because I know you've been on them and I wasn't sure what your latest feeling was on them. And that's, of course, Garrick Higo. I wanted to get a little input there because his price is really good too. And we know, you know, maybe that was a little bit wild for him there having to try to tackle the U.S. Open. But you know, we know that he can play and we know that he can, you know, do well on, uh, you know, courses like this. Yeah, I, I think that was a tough turnaround to win and all the notoriety yeah. and then have to play a, a U.S. Open. Yeah. Um, that's tough. And 
you know, the the thing that I'm looking at with him is same price as Keegan Bradley on DraftKings. So I, I lean Bradley there in that okay. price range, but I would like to get Higo in a lineup or two because okay. I, I think he'll uh, I, I think he'll be in a better spot here, returning to uh, hey let's just make birdies and and right. free will a little bit and and not have to worry about grinding out so many pars. So you know it's been a, a whirlwind for him, yeah. but uh, he's definitely on my radar. You know, of all the people on the odds board, he's made the biggest move. He opened at 90, and he's down to 66. So, you know, people think, obviously, he's going to bounce back and, uh, you know, respect his game. Then the last guy, just I want to ask you, what is Phil's psyche going to be? You know, that's very interesting because he's in this event this week, too. Yeah, I mean, good question. Uh, yeah. you know, I would wonder really how much does he have left in the tank? I, I can't believe he's playing it. I know. Really? It's surprising because, you know, he made a really good run there and he was all frustrated after the second round that he hadn't gotten it to even par. And then he yeah. just kind of backed up on the weekend. Um, and he was obviously excited for John Rahm. They're celebrating with him on the driving range. Yeah. Um, but he's been going at it here since the PGA and wow, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know what he has left in the tank. You know, he's, he, he did, he's doing this diet thing with the coffee stuff and all that. His weight is lower than it was yep. 10, 15 years ago. He's, if you watch him, I mean, he seems as fired up as he did oh, I know. 20 years ago. So I, I got it. You know, hats off to him, man. I think I'm going to go on that coffee diet thing he's doing. <laughs> it's a, it's I read appe- about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's appealing. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. So I'm not counting Phil out as a last I won't man. Count him, I won't count him out either on a course GPP. like this. GPP. I'll yeah. have him standing right next to his buddy Bryson on the same team. There you go. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, all right, man. That's, that's pretty much everything that I have uh, for this event. I think it's... It's, uh, you know, people that say, okay, after a major that next week is really a downer. This is not. This is going to be a good tournament. There's good TV coverage, and you have some top players. So I think it's going to be a great event. You got anything else you want to wrap up with? No, we'll add some a couple more value plays for the members on the DraftKings okay. Coaches Clipboard, where we help you get a core and then build out your roster with some different options. So we'll get that fired up tonight in Discord for the members outstanding well we hope you join us if you're catching this now you have plenty of time to jump in uh again you can uh join dfscoachtalk.com that will send us an alert and we will get you in there so you can get this pga action ready for the four-day tournament so terrific fun event fun podcast and Really uh, appreciate everybody listening in. We've really jumped in in viewership with our PGA pod. So maybe now the heat of summer, everybody's getting stoked up for some golf. But uh, we love it. And, you know, shoot us any questions, ideas, something more you want in the show or anything else. Just uh, check us out on YouTube, DFS Coach Talk. And we'll be happy to take those into consideration and also answer uh, any questions you have. So, Uh, Will be a fun one, and we'll certainly be back uh, next week also. So for the entire Coach Talk team and my playing partner, Andrew Hansen, I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. 
We will catch you again next week when we look to crush it in PGA DFS.